President Biden and Vice President Harris are getting out of town on Tuesday to the key state of Virginia for their first campaign event together this cycle, and they're going to focus on abortion rights. Back here in Washington, the president finds himself at odds with House Republicans over a Senate border deal and out of step with some in his own party over his support for Israel's war with Hamas. Here with me now is a close confidant of the president, Democratic Senator Chris Coons, a member of the Foreign Relations Committee and a co-chair, national chair, I should say, of the president's re-election campaign. Thank you so much for being here. We have a lot to get to. I want to start, though, with what you heard from uh, your colleague in the Senate, Tim Scott. Your reaction? Well, Dana, I respect my colleague, my friend, Tim Scott of South Carolina, uh, but I was struck by a number of things he said this morning. One is exactly not true. He claimed that the economy was better under former President Trump. In fact, the stock market hit an all-time high on Friday. We have unemployment below 4% for the longest stretch in 50 years. President Biden has presided over the creation of 14 million new private sector jobs. And only two American presidents in the last century, Donald Trump and Herbert Hoover, left office with fewer Americans working than when they started. Joe Biden has presided over a strong and a robust economy that's great for middle-class Americans. Donald Trump did not. Can I just push back on that a little bit because you brought it up? Uh, what you said about the data, uh, it, it may not be wrong, but you know better than I do the way people feel is how they vote. And despite all of those accomplishments, President Biden is having trouble breaking through with voters, making particularly working class voters, young voters, those who he uh, needs historically has had as part of his coalition. They're not feeling it. How does the campaign need to change strategy so that they feel it and they don't just hear it and see it on data points? Well, Dana, funny you should mention that just last week, consumer confidence took the single greatest jump, positive jump in 30 years. As inflation has come down, prices have come down, and as we're beginning to see the impact in people's pocketbooks of President Biden's leadership, for example, insulin out-of-pocket costs are now capped at $35 a month. It used to be hundreds of dollars a month. Those of us with family members with diabetes understand how that is a significant step forward for the American public. We're beginning to see the positive impacts of President Biden's real leadership on our economy. Senator, I want to turn to Israel. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu seems to be saying one thing in public and another thing in private about a two-state solution. He privately told President Biden, uh, according to a source familiar with their conversation, that he wasn't ruling out a future Palestinian state. But just yesterday, Netanyahu tweeted, quote, I will not compromise on full Israeli security control over all the territory west of the Jordan. And this is contrary to a Palestinian state. That seems pretty definitive. It does. And this wouldn't be the first time that there is some tension between Prime Minister Netanyahu, his personal political goals and aims, uh, and the challenges of crafting a positive, peaceful path forward for the Israeli and Palestinian people. Look, Dana, this is one of those moments where I'm grateful we have a president with decades of actual experience, engagement in the region, who knows all the relevant leaders. When I was recently at a conference in Europe and had a chance to meet in person uh, with the foreign minister, prime minister of Saudi Arabia and Qatar, uh, I heard uh, directly how progress is being made on putting together a path forward for a Palestinian state, 
for recognition between the Saudis and the Israelis, and how despite some of Prime Minister Netanyahu's rhetoric, there is a real prospect for regional peace. That happens because of President Biden's leadership. Prime Minister Netanyahu, though, of course, is still in charge in Israel. Is he an obstacle to ending the war and finding that peace you're talking about? Well, he has a record of years of dividing the Palestinian Authority in the West Bank and weakening it and um, accepting the leadership of Hamas that has had a tragic consequence on the October 7th assault on um, thousands of innocent civilians, uh, 1,200 innocent civilians uh, murdered in Israel. This is a moment where the Israeli public needs to choose what is the best path forward. And I know it would be a significant step for them to accept that the creation of a Palestinian state is the right path forward out of this shattering loss from the October 7th attacks. But many who have long experience in Israel and in the region think the only way to end the constant cycle of violence is to choose the path of peace. I want to turn uh, back to the United States and the, and the U.S. border issues uh, and, of course, immigration. President Biden conceded on Friday that the southern border is not secure, and he said he supports massive changes to U.S. immigration laws. I don't need to tell you how huge a political issue immigration is, and polls consistently show that voters overwhelmingly disapprove of how President Biden is handling it. Uh, I know you're working on an immigration deal. You have been for some time in the Senate. Just from a purely political standpoint, how important is it for President Biden and for his colleagues like you in the Senate to get this done? Dana, it's important for our nation and it's important politically uh, that we secure our border. I'll remind you, President Biden in his first State of the Union to Congress asked for congressional leadership in legislatively addressing our badly broken immigration system. President Biden, in his supplemental funding request, now many months ago, asked for $14 billion to hire thousands more Border Patrol agents, Customs and Border agents, uh, to deport more people who are here but have failed to prove that they have a right to asylum here. President Biden has been asking for congressional engagement and leadership. I am optimistic we are very close to finalizing in the coming days a package that will make that possible. And if House Republicans refuse to take it up, to consider it and pass it, then they will own responsibility for another year in which millions of people um, suffer the journey of coming to our southern border uh, only to be either turned away or ultimately deported. Senator Chris Coons of Delaware, I really appreciate your time this morning. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Dana.